0: Welcome in to a Top 5 Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we are live in the Lee Company studio. I'm Chris Yao. He's Maurice Patton, and we are set for a big Thursday. Looking forward to it. Except it's Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday. We're also set for a big Thursday. Thursday will be big once we get to it. Yes. Tuesday. In the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there Tuesday. What's going on, man? Oh, it's... Tuesday. Um, looking
1: forward to visiting with a well-rested Chip Walters, who slept in his own bed all weekend. I bet he was happy
0: to do so as yeah, well. Yeah. Sure. yeah, it's you know, home games are always good. I it, I don't get to sleep much anyway, but last night I got <laughs> every. Three or so weeks, and I I bet you have to deal with this too. Every three or so weeks, I need to sleep for about twelve hours. (laughs) And last night I slept from about nine fifty to right at seven. Wow, that's solid. Is absolutely. I just I just needed it. You know, (laughs) I can I can run off five, four or five, six hours of sleep for about
1: three weeks. But at some point. It catches up. Yeah.
0: And when it hit me last night, I mean, I was I was trying to watch a, a new show. I watched the first episode, and I was yawning through it. And and I was like, you know what, Sarah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and normally she's the one who goes to bed. And right. is like, I'll see you when you, when I see you. Right. Not last night. No. So I but I, I feel I feel rested. I feel ready to go.
1: Yeah, it's funny how that works. I mean, I, I've been there usually. Five, six hours is what I get. But at some point, like you said, it catches up. And I feel one of those coming
0: on because I've not slept well the last few nights. What, so. what gets me, though, is if I do that a lot, I'm too tired. If I, I, I will sleep too much. I can't sleep from 10 to 7 all the time mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's too much for me. Yep. My body yep. is, is not prepared to sleep for that long. On here, a consistent basis. Your Goldilocks. It's got to be just right. Just right. Yeah. I've got, I, I mean, and, it, and it's just right for whatever that day is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. But yeah, I, I'm feeling good. I'm <laughs> sort feeling of like rested. this show. You, exactly. You never know what you're going to get. And today we do know what we're going to get. We're going to get Mark Elliott to talk a little bit about Trevecca and their move to the Gulf South Conference. Of course, Chip Walters, as you mentioned. And of course, Terry McCormick will have his top of the hour Titans report. At 3 o'clock, we'll talk about the Braves. We've got Top 5 Tuesday, and I don't know if Justin has seen, but a Top 5 Fictional Detectives. And I feel like there are two names that will probably have to go off the board in the first round no matter what. After that, there are a gazillion Mm -hmm. of them out there.
1: I think a lot of it, I mean... I think detective is going to be a pretty broad pretty yeah. broad.
0: Basically definition. anybody in 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 a a law enforcement type mm-hmm. right. role. Right. Okay. Cuz like CSI, you know, they're not detectives, but I feel like you could throw some CSI characters, characters. In uh-huh. and, and feel yeah. good about it. So uh, yeah, I, it, it'll be just basically Law enforcement, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good draft because there's plenty of them out there, so I don't think that there will be any issues coming up with some all of that coming your way here in just a moment. But right now, we need to get you yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown.
2: This is the rundown. High
1: school volleyball scores from Monday: Eagle Bowl defeated Rockvale three one in the Battle of Highway ninety nine. Creekwood with a 3 0 win over Harpeth. Loretta down Lebanon, 3 0. L- I'm sorry, Oakland down Lebanon, 3 0. Loretto defeated Spring Hill, 3 0. Middle Tennessee Christian with a 3 0 win over Battleground Academy. Gallatin 3, Mount Juliet, nothing. Seagull 3, Stewart's Creek, nothing. Zion Christian 3, Riverside Christian, nothing. And Valor Collegiate with a 3 1 win over University School of Nashville. Girls
0: soccer action. Stop us you've heard this score before. Three nothing. <laughs> Columbia Central wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> Columbia Central does <laughs> that three nothing win there, but wait, Grace. But wait, there's more. Three <laughs> nothing. And I think that's it for the three nothing scores. Grace Franklin Downs Columbia Academy five to one. Independence Academy triples up. Uh, the 3 nothing score with a 9 nothing win over Glencliffe. East Hickman and Lawrence County each scored three. Couldn't get anybody to hold them to nothing. <laughs> Webb School, six. Middle Tennessee Christian one, Pope Prep, 4 nothing winners over Merrill Hyde. That is an impressive win from Pope Prep. And Green Hill, four-0 over White House Heritage. Major League Baseball action. The Phillies down the Braves, seven to one. Slide continues. Reds, seven. Twins, three. Mets, Two one winners over the Marlins, Cardinals one nothing over the Brewers and the Orioles defeat the Astros eight to seven in an NFL action on Monday Night Football. The Saints defeat the Panthers twenty to seventeen, while the Steelers down the Browns twenty six to twenty two.
1: Okay. So um, before I get into today's volleyball schedule, I need to know what am I? Because yesterday I was an anonymous Iraq, which is a pretty impressive looking creature when I looked it
0: up. You don't want to know. Talk to me. Dingo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: told you, you didn't want to know. <laughs> Justin's a pumpkin, though.
1: Pumpkin? Yeah. I thought they were animals. Okay. Um, Tuesday's volleyball action at 5 o'clock Portland is at Gallatin. Hampshire hosts Perry County. Stewart's Creek goes to McVinville, taking on the Lady Pioneers of Warren County. At 5.30, it's Battleground Academy at Columbia Academy. Friendship Christian travels to Donaldson Christian. Ezo Harding hosts Mount Juliet Christian. Franklin Road Academy takes on Visiting Providence Christian. Lawson is at Overton. Dallas Collegiate goes to Stratford. Middle Tennessee Christian is in Bellbuckle, taking on the Lady Feet of Webb School. At 6 o'clock in Sycamore, it's Cheatham County. Eagleville goes to Calioka. Santa Fe is at East Hickman. Jowes County hosts Murfreesboro Central. Cookville goes to Laverne. Lead Academy hosts Harpeth. Mount Pleasant is at Lewis County. Oh, and South meets North as Summertown goes to Loretto at 6. Also at 6 is Rockvale at Oakland, Blackman at Riverdale, Columbia Central is at Spring Hill. Look for coverage on that one later on MainStreetMurray.com, and Smyrna is at White County.
0: Girls' Soccer Action at 5 today. Clarksville Academy welcomes Nashville Christian. Davidson Academy is at Donaldson Christian. And Providence Christian is at Franklin Road Academy. Good Pastor welcomes Ezo Harding. Independence Academy is a host to Lead Academy. And Lawson welcomes Hunter's Lane. University School of Nashville will be at Martin Luther King. Antioch is at McGavick. Richland hosts Marshall County. Springfield at home against Clarksville Northeast. Glencliff is at Whites Creek. All of those Matches at five o'clock. At five thirty, STEM Academy is at John Overton. Lebanon hosts Cookville and Summit plays host to Ensworth. At six o'clock, McEwen is at Cheatham County. Kenwood is at Dixon County. East Robertson at home against White House. Sycamore goes to Fairview. Brentwood Academy is at Father Ryan. Giles County at home against Columbia Academy. Grace Franklin is at Harpeth Hall. CPA is at Lipscomb Academy. Macon County is at home against Portland. Creekwood goes to Montgomery Central. Murfreesboro Central is at Tullahoma. and Henry County at West Creek.
1: At 6.15, St. Cecilia is at Friendship Christian. 6.30, Watertown is at Cumberland County. Greenbrier hosts White House. Spring Hill travels to Lincoln County. Rockvale hosts Riverdale. Valor Collegiate takes on visiting Hume Fogg. At 7 o'clock, Hendersonville is at Beach. Siegel goes to Blackmon. Station Camp is at Centennial. Independence travels to Gallatin. That's odd. So Station Camp and Indy will probably cross paths at some point. (laughs) Um, Liberty Creek is at Kirkwood. Shelby goes to
0: Nolensville. Rossview hosts Clarksville. Smyrna is at Stewart's Creek. And Laverne goes to Wilson Central. Major League Baseball tonight, the Twins are at the Reds at 540. Also at 540 is the Mets at the Marlins. Phillies are at the Braves at 620. The Brewers are at the Cardinals at 645. Orioles are at the Astros at 710. And at... 5.35 tonight, the Nashville Sounds will – I'm sorry, 6.35 tonight, the Nashville Hmm. Sounds will kick off their final series of the season, hosting the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And there is no pitching matchup available to us at this moment. So, don't know what that's going to look like. WNBA tonight, round one of the playoffs, continued game two, and both of these, the Mystics of Washington – at the New York Liberty at 6 o'clock on ESPN, and following that, Dallas will host Atlanta in Game 2 at 8. And that is, folks, your rundown. Top Stories brought to you by friends at Piggly Wiggly. Don't forget to go by and see Find folks there for your meat and two or meat and three vegetables. Of course, they've got fresh cobblers every day. Fresh hand-cut meats and produce. It's all cost plus 10% at the register, so make sure to go see them at Neely's Mill at the Piggly Wiggly. The big pig. The big pig. Mo, we got to hand out a little hardware. Thanks to our friends at the Tennessee Sports Writers Association.
1: (coughs) This week's TSWA. Offensive player of the week for football is Tennessee Martin graduate quarterback Kincaid Dent. Um, Ole Miss transfer threw for 347 yards and five touchdowns, ran for a sixth, the most for a Tennessee Martin quarterback against an FCS opponent since 2012. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know what the final score was of their game against Houston Christian.
0: Houston Christian or Houston Baptist? Yeah, I guess Houston Christian, but that's a good question. It's probably, I don't know. Yeah. 66-7 to was the final score. Against who? Let me get to the box score and I'll tell yeah. you.
3: Anyway,
0: anyway it was Houston Christian. Oh, never heard of Houston Christian, but no, no.
1: I, I, I guess UT Martin went and found them for a 66 7 victory. So um, 707 offensive yards for the Skyhawks in that one.
0: They, they scored 52 unanswered. It was 14 7 in the first quarter. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Defensively, MTSU Redshirt Junior linebacker Sam Brumfield. Brumfield. 13 tackles in MTSU's 28-7 win over Murray State. 10 solo stops, one and a half tackles for loss with a sack, and forced a fumble for his second straight game. So congratulations to Mr. Dent and Mr. Brumfield. The offensive and defensive players of the week for the Tennessee Sports Writers Association in men's soccer. Y'all, listen up. This should be fun. (laughs) 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 (coughs) Let me clear my throat. Lipscomb (laughs) senior forward, Plutarchos. That's probably right. It's as as good as I got. Alan Efty. Alan Efty. Plutarchos Alan Efty. Whoever nominated Mr. Allen Efty uh, <laughs> needs a strongly worded we to, email. We,
0: we, we need to get uh, Thomas, the, the SI, I guess it's SID for yeah. Tennessee Tech,
1: we
2: need mm-hmm. to
0: get
1: him
4: to yeah, put pronunciation in, pronunciations in here. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Plutarchos Allen Efty had a goal and two assists in Lipscomb's 4-1 win over Queens University of Charlotte to open – a conference play. Um,
0: he doesn't care. They're OBC members. Exactly. He's like, we'll call them whatever we mm-hmm. want to call them, and they'll like it. Yep.
1: <laughs> Women's soccer. Um, Sewanee sophomore midfielder, Kyleen Monahan, scored 15 seconds in two. Sewanee's <laughs> three to nothing victory. Um, later had an assist as well in that win over an unnamed opponent. Um, In volleyball, it was Trevecca, junior hitter Emma Titus, 63 kills in three matches, 27 against Ohio Dominican, 23 against Ashland, and 13 against Tiffin, recording double-doubles in each of those three matches, um, averaging 4.5 kills and 2.43 digs per set, 21 kills and 11.3 digs per match to earn CSWA Volleyball Player of the Week honors. Again, congratulations to all of the honorees, especially Plutarchos Elenefti. That's I got a great name. Now. I
0: got it now. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, what's a, what what what's great about it is it you. I mean, as far as we know, it looks as though it's pronounced just like it's spelled. I hope so. <laughs> I got nothing else. But it. it <clears throat> It looks goofy on, like, if you're looking at it. at first it, glance. But it certainly, it's not a, it doesn't seem to be a very. It's a little intimidating. Difficult name to yeah. once you, you know, once, once you kind of hear it, you're like, oh, well, it's right there. It's there you go, right there in front of me. Just read it. <laughs> it's like, like any other word. There you go. <laughs> so that worked out really well. All right, let's go into uh, top story, basically number two here. Reports from everywhere. Axios particularly, and Sportico saying the United States Football League and the Extreme Football League, I don't think either of them actually go by those names, the USFL and the XFL, are in serious discussions to potentially merge with an announcement possibly coming as soon as this week. Uh, While it seems like a kind of a surprise to fans of both of these leagues, it's certainly to anyone who who wants these two leagues to survive. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever going to be room enough for two, and putting them together, creating a twelve or sixteen team league with you know teams playing in home cities, it appears is really going to be a a positive for everyone involved. So I, I expect uh, that this will be a I expect this will be a positive in the long run. I don't know who approached who, but there are reports saying that Redbird Capital, who uh, is a co-owner along with The Rock and Danny Garcia, approached Fox about this potential merger. Of course, the XFL is aired on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and FX, while the USFL is aired on Fox and NBC. It seems like if there is a, a merger involved that television wise, they should be set because that's everybody mm-hmm. except CBS, which I mean, you got everybody else
1: mm-hmm. who
0: needs CBS.
1: Right? That's, I mean, it's a solid move. Uh, like you said, I, I think it I think folks who don't pay a lot of attention may be a little surprised by it, but I think it makes a, a lot of sense. And um I think it kind of secures, you know, from a player standpoint, a lot of positions for for a
0: while. So yeah, I think absolutely, that's a good thing. Absolutely. I feel like this, you know, uh,
1: I mean to have two quote off season leagues feels like it's kind of diluting things a little bit. I think the strength in numbers probably in a situation like this. And I think everybody feels like spring football can work, but it also feels like all entities kind of need to be moving in the same direction. And the best way for that to happen is for there to be one entity probably.
2: So
0: Yeah. I, I would agree with that completely. And I think that's exactly what they're probably thinking. And long-term, you know, for fans of uh, spring of football. league football, mm-hmm. this is going to be a, this is gonna be a good thing. So there there has been some animosity, don't get me wrong, on both sides from fans, USFL fans and XFL fans. But in the end, they just wanted survival. You just wanted to be able to continue to watch it. Right. And now that that seems to be a very possible thing that would start as early as next season in 2024. So, Let's take a break. That's your top story brought to you by our friends at Pigly Wiggly. When we come back, Mark Elliott, AD at Trevecca will join us, so stick around here on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint will be back after this.
6: You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today.
2: Welcome
0: back into Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Chris Yao, Mo Patton. Time for our first guest of the day, Mo.
2: Well,
0: it's always exciting when we get a chance to talk to our friends from Treveka, downtown Nashville's College Sports World. Gotta love a downtown Nashville uh, college because they always give you something exciting to see, and one of the greatest basketball floors in all of Hoops. The, the Nashville skyline that on skyline the is, is really sharp. It is, yeah. is
4: as cool as it gets.
0: <clears throat> Bring in A.D. Mark Elliott. Mark, how are you?
4: Doing great today, Mo. Chris, thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for joining us,
1: Mark. Big news
4: out of just off Murfreesboro
1: there late, late last week. Um, welcome to the Gulf South.
4: How about that? Yeah, that's a, that was a, that was a big decision, not an easy decision, but it was a great decision for us. Um, you know, it's not exactly like UCLA and USC uh, moving to the big 10, right? Because of the media rights deal. It's not the exact same thing, but you know, in our division, which is division two, it's, it's a, it's a big change and um, we we weren't displeased with where we were. Uh, this change just brought us, Closer to the, some of the old rivals that we used to have, and um, I think our 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 athletes and our and our alumni and our fans are are really excited about this move. Yeah, Mark. You know, Chris is more into
1: the media right stuff, and he's got some stuff that we discussed with um, Gulf South Conference Commissioner Matt Wilson last week. That I'm sure he'll want to talk to you about. So I'm not going to rain on his parade. But when you talk about, you know. Reviving some rivalries, I guess, and getting back to playing some folks that you're used to seeing, particularly within the borders of this state, you'll be joining Union, um, Lee and Christian Brothers, all programs that you guys have played in the past. And then, you know, in an era where college athletics and geographics don't seem to really jibe. This really seems to be more of a regional fit for you all than perhaps the Great Midwest Athletic Conference was.
4: No doubt, Mo. If 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 you were just to take a look at both maps, right, just a map of the conference of the GMAC or the Great Midwest Athletic Conference and then a map of the Gulf South, uh, it it would seem geographically to be a no brainer. Right. There's much more to it than that. we loved our league our, love, our our league was uh all private schools faith based um same basic enrollment same basic tuition it was a level playing field right it was um we're getting ready to move into a a conference that's got public private split uh, some football dominated programs as well as, as some other teams that have various and and broader offerings so um enrollments different in some cases uh, tuition is different in some cases which maybe is not quite as level of playing field, and yet geography plays so such a big part of it. And I'll mention one other thing too, uh, guys, that I think is just huge for us, and that is this, that the Southeastern United States is the geographical different district for the Nazarene church. Um, if a kid grew up in the Nazarene church and wanted to go to Trevecca, or wanted to go to a Nazarene school, they would come to Trevecca. Therefore, all across the Southeast, um, Carrollton, Georgia, for example, or West Georgia, et cetera, There are Nazarene churches, and there are people that are alumni that will now start coming to our games, and they'll start understanding, you know, who we're playing against. Will it help recruiting? I do. I believe it. Th- I think it will. But behind the scenes, this whole southeastern part of the United States for our uh, our, for our district is is vastly important to our cabinet, to our board of trust, and to those people that support us. You know, Mark, when we spoke to Matt last week. Um...
1: We talked about, one, the number of football schools that are in this conference and the fact that you all are not. How much of an issue was that
4: for you all? Well, let me be honest. It was it was the reason we didn't get into the Gulf South 12 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can say that with relative confidence because they came here. Uh, we were looking for a conference. I think at the time, to be really honest, I don't know that we realized how important conference affiliation was. Um, but we weren't in the position where we were even going to study whether or not we were going to do football. The infrastructure changes were too much. Um, the, the 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 types of changes that would have had to have occurred in our campus would have been bigger than what we could have handled. Um, that said, we're still not necessarily considering football. I won't say we won't ever do it, but uh, certainly not in this time period. We won't. So ultimately, they refused to uh, sponsor us. They didn't want us. So we went out and built our own conference, and the GMAC or the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, as we say, is is was the the fruit of that labor. Uh, it started off with very few schools, and uh, we we recruited some other schools into it. Now it's a not just a fledgling conference. It's a solid upper tier conference in the United States in Division Two.
0: It was so funny to hear you say that, you know, geography, because it seems like that's the the, the anti-conference <laughs> uh, realignment word these days. But it, it does make a lot of sense. And, and you know, I, I didn't think about that, but it, it does seem like, you know, Mo, you mentioned this, having people be able to, to see their kids play in their hometowns makes a big difference and so now and and you see it a lot with Lee and and their you know their affiliation that being able to get into you know go to Carrollton Georgia and get a player because they'll get to play against West Georgia at at, at home is a big deal so i i really love that geography does play a part in this and you know it really feels like that this is a conference that is kind of when you talk about upper echelon it, it's it's always been a big deal so getting into the gulf south for any number of sports it is a big deal for for trevecca because now you're playing in the same breath as some of the biggest names in, in college sports and and
1: before you respond to that mark to take that one step further you talked about trevecca kind of being the nazarene institution for the southeast by the same token i would imagine every school in the gulf south in some way shape or form recruits nashville Mm -hmm.
3: and so the opportunity
1: the opportunity to recruit a kid and be able to say you're going to be able to get back home and play for them
4: has got to be a big selling point as well yeah no no doubt Uh, just for just for the facts um the average trip in our conference the distance between trevecca and all the other schools in our conference the average is 438 miles when we move to the gulf south that average is going to go down to 273 miles
2: huh.
4: that that's, that's significant right that's significant okay. um, when, when you're counting bucks yeah <laughs> yeah mm, no doubt Gas no being so high heck yeah yeah <laughs> and the, the the other thing that i would just tell you that uh, th- this was actually a, a kind of an interesting story it was a tipping point for me Uh, three or four weeks ago before the conference uh, season started with volleyball and soccer, we were playing a scrimmage, just a preseason scrimmage against Lee. Okay. And so Lee had a young lady on her team from Franklin. They had another one from the middle Tennessee area. And I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't 50 people from Lee at a preseason scrimmage. And of course they were cheering for their team. And it was just enough to make our fans start cheering a little bit more for our team. And my wife, looked at me and she said, Mark, this is what you don't have right now. You don't have this rivalry. This feeling is completely different from what we get in the regular season with our conference foes. And it was a tipping point for me. It's like these old rivalries that we used to have, recruiting kids from the same areas, winning some, losing some, and now all of a sudden the fans are coming to the games. It's just a step up for us, and it's it's something that I it was really a tipping point for me. Sounds like you need to get your wife on the payroll. <laughs> That's
2: right. Yes.
4: Mark,
0: and Mo alluded to it earlier, but the fact that the Gulf South Conference has a media rights deal with flow sports has to be a big deal because now not only are you going to be, you know, you've got an opportunity to get inside of homes as people are watching these games. And it gives, you know, obviously your players and parents a chance to watch away games Uh, or even home games right from the comfort of their home with a really solid media partner.
4: You know, Chris, I don't know that we know everything that this is going to give to us, right? I think we have ideas. We've had the great Midwest uh, digital network where everybody were live streaming uh, their games, not nearly as professionally as what flow sports and what the, the Gulf South has done, but we were able to see all of those at no cost. Right, that that there was kind of something in us that would say, okay, we could charge for this, but do we really want to charge Grandma and Grandpa to see their kid play? Uh, I think I'd rather have them watching and getting the experience of of enjoying that, right, to be able to watch their kid for free from a long distance. Uh-huh. I mean, need to think about it. think about those international kids whose parents are in Ireland, right, getting a chance to watch. But Flow Sports takes us up a, a, another level. And it will be a for paid, uh subscription to be able to do that, and there is some profit sharing that that that, that occurs there. <laughs> Certainly not like the Big Ten or SEC, but um, this is this is a new this is new territory for us, and so I'm really grateful for it. And it is one of the things that we paid particular attention to, but I don't think yet we know exactly what that's going to do for us. Uh,
0: one of the things I mean, Flow Sports is a, is a subscription base, but I, I mean I've seen you know. I, I've seen some Flow Sports stuff pop up on different, you know, streaming networks like Pluto or whatever. There, there are a lot of different things out there, so you never know who might stumble upon a a, a GSC conference game. So that's always exciting. Too. It is.
1: Mark Elliott, longtime athletics director at Trevecca Nazarene University, joining us here on. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, obviously discussing their impending move for the 2023-20, I'm sorry, 2024-25 school year to the Gulf South Conference in NCAA Division II. Mark, this isn't the only thing that Rebecca's got going on right now. A lot of exciting stuff. Um, New weight room.
4: Yes, thanks, Mo. We, we, yeah, we, we can talk about several things, but yeah, the the, the first and most uh, the the most recent upcoming project is a new weight room for us. Um, you know, in Division Two, you don't you don't have a lot of the resources. And there's the fundraising is not n- nearly what it is in other places, and so um, and y- you don't have the, the tax base in order to to try to fund things. So it's it's literally done. Um, hand to mouth, so to speak, and the university doesn't necessarily always fund these projects. It comes from external fundraise issues, right? So we've always had the same weight room, uh, exercise facility, wellness center that all of our faculty, students, everybody used. It was just one large weight room. It's it's well put together, it's well run, but it's just very limited in space. And so if you have, you know, 45 baseball players that come and descend on that, then you you, you get a little you get a little crowded. And so we've long wanted a a, a new weight room for us uh, for just athletes and particularly for team training, right? Where a, a strength and conditioning coach can come in and they can create a program for everybody to go through all at once. And that's what we've accomplished. Um, uh, we were given uh, kind of a large meeting space, about 3,500 square feet. Um, so it's, 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 it's significant. Uh, we'll have 10 racks and platforms uh, that we'll be able to double up on and, uh, just all of the stuff, the accoutrements. I, and as Mo, as you know, I used to be in that business. And so to be able to get back and to use some of the vendors that I used to use uh, when I was working with Rod Freeman selling exercise equipment was was kind of a fun thing to go back and do again. So we've designed this weight room that's going to really be a benefit to our student athletes. I think it will be a recruiting advantage for us. I think it will be one of those things that just uh, continues to grow the athletic department as the university is growing, as Nashville is growing, and we just need to keep pace with that.
1: Also, um, gaining a new neighbor, um, STEM Academy going to be using some of their facility for some, some athletic
4: programs as well? Well, you guys know uh, very well about what Belmont has done with their partnership with Rose Park, right? They have soccer, softball, baseball fields up there. They've got a cooperative uh, partnership with, uh, with Metro Schools, with Metro Parks. Um, and we were looking for the same thing because there's no there's not enough space anywhere on our campus that we would ever be able to put a 400 meter track. Um, and so we started looking around outside using uh, thanks thank to, to Scott Corley and Steve Barrick over over at Belmont. They told us a lot about what their partnership, the good points and the bad points. And so we've kind of partnered with uh, ultimately the STEM Academy, which is, at Mo, as you remember, old TPS, mm-hmm. the simple Foster Avenue. You've been on that field before. You covered games back there, back in the day, right? And it has not been utilized a lot, not been kept up not perfectly or anything like that. So, but there's a track there mm-hmm. that would need to be revitalized a bit. Um, and then the the grass field, that there is a football field that, that they, that's played football games for East High School and TPS back in the day. And so what our desire was to to improve that area share it with the students, their property, uh, Metro government's property that's contracted to STEM Academy, and then come into a partnership where we could use that simultaneously with each other. Um, And it looks like that's going to happen. So we'll have a new track that will allow our track team. Again, guys, just to be honest with you, the small universities, particularly privates, they are enrollment based. The partial scholarship models and the net tuition revenue that you receive off of getting students to come, is what makes the university survive, right? And so this will be a chance for us to up our enrollment by increasing our track and field offerings. It will the turf field will allow us to now have a women's lacrosse team, which will start next year. Um, and so these are these are things that the Gulf South looked at and said, yes, we we see your growth, we see what you're trying to do, and that's we're part of the invitation that that brought, but more than that, we're just excited about being able to partner with STEM who's doing a great job in the educational process. And then also just gives our athletes a one mile from campus, a place to go, uh, where we can host games and have track meets and practice. And so that's just valuable, valuable space for us. I know Austin
1: Selby is beyond excited about this development.
4: No doubt. And, and, you know, he's just been hamstrung, quite honestly, guys. Um, how do you get a track coach to perform and to recruit kids when you don't have a track? He has literally gone everywhere he could possibly go in this town to beg, borrow, and steal for track time. And um, kudos to him. He's, um, he's never complained about it. He's always, you know, pressed to try to get us something. And um, he's done a great job with what he's had to work with, the resources that just have been so limited. And um, he's ecstatic about this. You're right.
1: Mark Elliott, Trevecca, athletics director, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mark, you mentioned at the start of this segment that. You all in the Gulf South were not a good fit 12 years ago. How did those talks get started this time around? How long ago was that? Uh, Who approached who? Um, To the extent that you can
4: divulge that, I guess. Open book here. Um, Look, from the very beginning, uh, we felt like the Gulf South strategically and geographically was a great place for us. And so literally just about every year, whether it's at the NCAA convention, wherever that was, um, or if Matt Wilson happened to be in town and just called, we just maintained a relationship um, to say, you know where we are, you know who we are, um, and, and Matt would do the same thing. He would just say, "Hey, you're on our radar, but not yet. Um, we're taking care of other issues," and we would just say, "Fine. You know where we are. If it ever comes a time that the that the two might be able to cross paths, then then just feel free to reach out." So we just had a relationship over a number of years. And it really took off um, in the in, in late late spring, early summer, where you know, look, they they've. They've they've kind of changed a little bit. Let's say at one time they were the SEC of of, of Division Two. Their football was dominant. Their Great. historical conference, and they still are. But some of those dynamics have changed just a bit, right? And so when you lose North Alabama, now you're going to lose West Georgia to Division One. Uh, Shorter is leaving to go to Conference Carolinas. Now all of a sudden, the football piece of the pie was not as important as maybe taking care of some of the other issues. Other sports that needed sports sponsorship within Division Two, as, as, as you may know or may not, you have to have ten sports to be a viable Division Two entity, right? And so, um, and then you have to have six sports in a conference in order to get an automatic qualifier to go to the regional tournaments. Well, when you start moving those numbers down, all of a sudden the other the other sports become more important than just football, and so we sponsored other sports, didn't sponsor football. They realized they had to take care of their other sports. And uh, I think the emphasis uh, trailed over towards the sports that we would, uh, that we would sponsor Uh, that gave us that communication point. We were the ones that were ready, willing, and able to be there. And uh, that's when the invitation came. They came on campus. They liked what they saw. Um, We do a pretty good job with those kinds of visits. Um, They went back and told their uh, board of trust and board of trust said uh, that we were, we were acceptable to them and they issued us an invitation.
2: Hmm.
0: That's, that's fantastic. And again, we're looking forward to it again. I'm, I'm from Alabama, Mark. So, I mean, a lot of these teams are long, long known to me, Montevallo, UAH, et cetera. And so I'm excited to be able to, to see a lot of kids that, you know, are, are from my home county who are going to these schools because they're nearby to play sports. They're going to get a chance to come up here to Nashville, get a chance to see them. So this is a big move for everybody involved. I think it's going to be a positive move. And I appreciate uh, you taking some time with us today and telling us a little bit about how things went down and looking forward to seeing you guys in the Gulf South Conference.
4: Well, calling time, I appreciate you allowing me to be on and state our case. And you guys have been uh, great sports figures for a long time. And Mo, we go way back. And Chris, not quite as long as Mo and I <laughs> have each other. But still, hey, thank you for what you do. You're giving, uh, you're giving voice to some of us that don't typically get a lot of voices. And I would just tell anybody that's listening, Division Two is a, is a great place to support. And so if you're, if you're hearing my voice, um, give us a shot. I think you would really enjoy it absolutely
1: mark we appreciate it man we'll catch you up
4: thanks guys all right
0: all right we'll take a break when we come back braves chatter stick around Main street sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joints back to the lead company studio in just a moment mid tennessee bone and joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
5: With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands off. Lee Company techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you No matter what's happening in the world or at your house.
7: Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years.
4: I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills.
7: Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743
6: you can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit nashvillesounds.com to claim your seat today.
1: 19th, 1955, Bill Sherman, who ascended to the top of a flagpole on June 23rd and vowed to sit there until the Milwaukee Braves won seven straight games, waved the white flag on this day. Over his 89 days atop the pole, the Braves won six consecutive games three different times.
2: Yeah, that's brutal. But
1: were thwarted in each attempt at a seventh victory before Sherman came to the realization that it wasn't gonna happen admitted defeat came down and you know there is a faction of Nashville sports fans that will remember Duncan Stewart climbing to the top of a billboard and vowing to sit up there until um until Tennessee beat them. until Tennessee beat somebody I think it was and um He had to give up as well, I believe. But anyway, that was this day in Braves history.
2: That's awesome.
0: Well, Mo, he's back. Who that? Jesse Chavez has been returned from his rehab assignment, reinstated from the 60 day IL, and designated Lucas Luke Gay for assignment. Nick Anderson, Daisbel Hernandez, and Colin McHugh begin rehab assignments with Triple A Gwinnett tonight. And, yeah, so Jesse's back,
1: back again. Tell a friend. Well, um, perhaps he can help with the Braves, as as you've got in your run of show, struggling. Kind of makes sense. No S. No S. No S. They're struggling. They're they're struggling right now. They really are. I lost their fourth straight last night. To, um, you know, no shame in losing to Zach Wheeler, by the way. But 7-1 to one the final there for, again, their fourth straight loss. So. Just, just throwing up BP. Yeah, Kyle Wright gave up, what, four home runs before he came out in the fifth? I think he went four plus finally.
0: Which, again, Rojas, by the way, I don't know if you've seen this, but dude has been sh- just raking Lately.
1: He got a high fastball away and went up and away with it and, and went the other way, and he just drove it. And, I mean, and, again, no real shame in the folks that Kyle Wright gave up home runs to. You you don't know Rojas, but Harper, Realmuto Castianos. Castellanos. Oh, Castellanos was off of Tonkin, sorry, and so was Schwarber, so. Um, so Kyle only gave, up, only gave up three home runs, but there were five on the night. Um,
0: Rojas in his 50 games playing in the center field is, has a 2.3 wins above replacement war, six defensive runs saved, five uh, plus five outs above average, is slashing 284, 333, and slugging 493 with an 826 OPS. For a rookie. That's – that's solid. I'm not yeah. – So, I mean, you know, it, I, I get it. But those are guys you're going to be fixing, facing in the playoffs. And if Kyle Wright's – which, I mean, again, if he's not ready, i do not think
1: I, I don't think he is. Well, and, and I think
0: – But that's I, okay. Yeah, it's can, absolutely okay. That's why we have September to get him there.
1: He's got maybe two more starts. Should be. I I don't think – I think there has to be drastic improvement from last night to October first for him to be on the postseason roster. I mean, is, is I think he's going to he, be on the roster because I think he's going to be out of the bullpen. And maybe that's where he needs to be, where you can kind of pick your spots with it. Well, bit.
0: you don't need five starters even in the seven-game series. You don't. You just need. No, to... no,
1: you don't need five starters. I
0: wasn't necessarily thinking of him as number five, but. Well, I, I mean, he would have been your five if he hadn't gotten hurt this year. He would have been among your five starters, because you don't have to deal with Schuster, Dodd, etc. Well, sure. I
1: mean, obviously, Freed, Strider, Morton, Elder. Well, I know I, I know Elder is there. I, I, yeah, at this point, it's got to be. I, I I don't know. There was a point for me that a postseason-tested right who had done what he, he had done, to he done, might be your better option than an Elder. Gotcha. That was that was my okay. thought at one time after last night. As of last night,
0: that, I mean, it's not like Elder like didn't get rocked
1: two days ago. Well, and and on multiple occasions prior to that, mm-hmm. but somehow he's 12 and four, or 12 and five now. But I mean, yeah, so I, I, I the Braves still have some decisions to make, but I think I don't think things. I don't think things are as settled as you would like to think they would be for a divisional champ and a potential number one overall seed, as we would say in college baseball.
0: How much much of the struggles that we've seen are simply because they've not had a day off? They've not gotten a chance to recover from celebration.
1: Well, they were off the day after the celebration, which meant the celebration probably went a little longer.
0: Right. right I mean, they haven't had a chance to celebrate. There's that. or, Or to recover from celebrating.
1: And, you know, I was talking to my dad before I came in today. I think some of it just might be the fact that, you know, they're not really playing for anything at this point, they've won the division. You know, they're two games up for the best record in baseball,
0: three and a half for the number for one for number one overall. seat. So in the National League, but but two so, two games up for home field in the World Series, right?
1: Right. So, and I I feel like they're going to get locked back in, and and I feel like tonight is probably when that happens, really. And you've got Strider going against um, Christopher Sanchez, who, he, who they beat the last time those two matched up, I think, last week up in Philly. Sanchez 2-4 and four with a 3-4-0 ERA. Strider 17-5, and five, and he's Strider.
0: Yeah, I mean. And,
1: and I think he's dialed back in after that putrid start he had against St. Louis.
0: Yeah, good he's been really ago. good since then. So. And, and I mean, this, this Braves team is – more than anything, you know, the offense has got to be – has got to be really good for this team to be successful. We know that. But the bullpen's got to be better, period. And right now, you know, I, I don't know who's in this bullpen that you can count on Every time you need to count on somebody, there's not a Tyler Matzik type in this bullpen outside of AJ Minter, Pierce Johnson. Johnson has been pretty good, I'll, I, yeah, but I don't, I don't know how much you can count on him in a playoff scenario
1: one way to find out, unfortunately.
0: Sure, I mean that's the, the, sure. I, I agree with you. I just feel like there's not a guy on this team that I could I could hand the ball to and say, "All right, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting outs here." Well, there's just not.
1: And 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 unfortunately, there wasn't one of those in 2021 either. And yet.
0: Well, no, I, Tyler Magic absolutely was. Tyler Magic was nails from the start to the finish. Tyler Magic was the guy. Luke Jackson, actually, for most of the year was the guy. That night shift from, from August 1st to the World Series, I would have given the ball to any of those three setup guys. Anybody but Will Smith, I would have given the ball to. All right. And we just don't have – I mean, Mentor, Mentor has been that guy. Jimenez was that guy until now. He's been terrible the last three times out. So is he going to? Well, be he again? was terrible early. Then he got good,
1: and now he he's terrible, terrible again. again. Yes. Yeah, it's so.
0: like, dude, how do we think? Because because if he's a, if he can get back to mid June July form, he's a guy I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. Jesse Chavez is a guy I feel comfortable with. Yeah, but you know the layoff. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's gonna, he, he's going to have to pitch a lot. Over the next two weeks. I think you're on,
1: Is he active tonight? Mm-hmm. You're going to see him tonight. Got no to. matter
0: what. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll. Well, it depends on if he pitched in Gwinnett yesterday. I know he pitched. You know, he had the 3.1. I, no, they were off yesterday. They're off. On yeah, Monday. yesterday it was Monday. So, yeah, you're going to see Jesse Chavez tonight. Yeah, he'll
1: probably uh, be the first guy out of the
0: pen. Most um,
1: By the way, um, stop me if you've heard this. Acuna Albies-Riley.
0: Oh, you did get a lineup. I had just checked it for this segment.
1: <laughs> Darno, Arcia, Pilar, which means they're throwing a lefty, and Michael Harris, the second. Not Michael Harris first. I'm not sure he can catch up with the fastball at this point.
0: <laughs> All right. There you go. That's the lineup. Braves going to score some runs. It's not Eric Fetty, but might as well be. <laughs> so. We'll take a quick break when we come back to Top of the Hour Titans report with Terry McCormick from Titan Insider. So stick around. will be right back after this. time now for the top of the hour Titans report powered by Zen Sports and we go now to Terry McCormick Terry what's up Mm, Terry we can't hear you you're muted again
2: there you are there we go
0: nope nope we've lost you again Terry Nope. You were there. Yep, there you you are.
2: Hey! Hey.
8: Okay, All right. It is the Titan Insider Daily Report, powered by Zen Sports, changing the betting game for the better. Guys, I think you guys have probably already noticed this, but Derek Henry has a companion in the backfield this year, maybe more so than any other time that we've seen him. Now, they've tried this in the past with guys like Dontrell Hilliard and Darrington Evans, even going back to Dion Lewis. But it sure does appear that Tajay Spears is here for the long haul to be a nice compliment to Derrick Henry on this Titans roster. Fans ACL and all. ACL and all. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this guy is, is showing you things, you know, a kind of a different type of back than what Henry brings to the table. He's a guy that, uh, They paired with Henry a time or two uh, in certain formations where you've seen certain packages with both of them on the field together. But this guy not only is a great blocker in terms of pass protection, but he's also good at running routes, not just circling out of the backfield to be a check down or take a screen pass. This is a guy who can actually run routes and actually, you know, Pick up a good portion of the route tree and then do something with the ball once he's got it in his hands. I think that going forward, you're going to see this guy. The Titans are really excited about him. I think you're going to see them really try to incorporate this kid into the attack because he's a weapon, Uh, not meant to overshadow Derrick Henry. Eventually he may take the, you know, the role from Derrick Henry next year, if Henry's not re-signed. But uh, for right now, it's a two-pronged attack, and that's something the Titans have not had really since Henry was a rookie and they had DeMarco Murray as the lead back. ACLs are overrated, of course.
1: Clearly, yeah. But um, Spears, eight carries for 49 yards against the Chargers, 11 for 76 on the year. Um I don't have his catches.
0: All I know is, and if anybody in my fantasy league is watching, you didn't hear me say this, I'm, I, I'm putting in a waiver request for him.
1: Two catches for six yards.
0: So, hey, that, that's, that's 2.6 points right there. So, <laughs> Terry, uh, as always, we appreciate it after, obviously, no football tonight, but tell us a little bit about Zen Sports.
8: Well, all righty. Let's talk about Zen Sports. Provided I can get the read to come up on my computer. (laughs) Here we go. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You will get bet with real money, and now you'll be rewarded with it, too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back. Welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code Street. That's M-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with a 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Best of all, earn cash commission with your referral bets with the Zen Sports referral. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 and older. And in Tennessee,
2: to bet.
9: They have a dragon here! I saw it! Like, no they, they don't!
2: There's no such thing as dragons! I swear I saw it! It had a huge oh, claws. Get oh, out I'm of here! It had eyes as big as the moon! Come on, I'll shake it. Wait ah. up! <gasps> See that? We're almost there! Whoa! I told you so! That is a dragon!
0: Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions.
8: And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients.
0: Call 615-274-8698 today. Again, Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, and it is Tuesday, which means we get to talk with our friendly neighbor, Columbia native and legend, at least to some. Legendary native. There you go.
10: Chip Walters
0: at Choose Chip. What's up, man?
10: Oh, it is Tuesday. It's a beautiful day outside. It's going to be a great week for homecoming at Middle, and Saturday right now looks like it's going to be almost perfect. And uh, and to uh, for a little insurance on for that, uh, as, as you guys know, I, I I emcee the parade coverage as well on homecoming day, and I've got Heather Mathis, meteorologist at News Channel Five. She's going to be my co-host uh, for the parade, so I want to brought her in just to guarantee that we have good weather. There you go. That, I,
1: I think that's the best way to do it is um, to get a meteorologist, and Heather Mathis is a good one to get Chip the final normal week for you for a while, I guess, yes. leading up to homecoming on Saturday against... <laughs> Against what was going into the weekend, public enemy number one, Colorado State.
10: Well, it depends on your point of view. Well, uh, <laughs> that, that's an excellent point. You're right. Yes, I was. You, I was really hoping Colorado State was going to win and and uh, and and, and uh, have and be the the uh, the national uh, hero or, or whatever, and and uh, forget and, and about all the distractions middle. that go with that. All the distractions that go with that. I like
1: the way you think.
10: And, yeah. uh, but, you know, they, they, they had a heck of a game, uh, uh, against Colorado on Saturday night. And a lot of, a lot of, and I've talked to so many middle fans over the last 48 hours who, who left Floyd Stadium after a Blue Raider win, went home and, and, uh, caught most or all of, of the Colorado, Colorado State game and, and how impressed, you know, you had to be with both of those ball clubs and, Colorado State, you know, looked like they had things in hand and, and uh, Colorado did a terrific job of coming back, scoring 11 straight points, including just a really impressive 98 yard drive uh, at the end of the uh, end of regulation that included the two point conversion. But, you know, I think there was a couple of things obviously that stood out. Number one is Colorado State's got a Got a uh, a quarterback that that sits back there with a pretty good slingshot as he's uh, and he's got a great target uh, that that really uh, had a had a big game against us last year out in Fort Collins. Although Middle jumped on them early and often last year, led 27 nothing in 135-19, but uh, they 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 have changed out their entire offensive line from a year ago they've gotten better defensively and uh the uh, the the young man who got the targeting call in the second half um uh, i mean he looks like he's NFL ready right now and uh you know you, you you're fortunate that you're not going to have to deal with him but for 30 minutes uh, on on saturday trying to find a way to block him so you know came out you know i was just very impressed with both of those teams and Colorado state looked to me after seeing them last year, Jay Norvell has, has done a great job of improving his roster, just as coach Sanders has done a good job of, of improving the roster at, at, uh, at Colorado. And, and I think, you know, talking about that game, um, Brian Roth, who does the uh, play-by-play for, for Colorado state was on our coach's show last night and and he 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 talked about the atmosphere said it was the most unreal atmosphere at any sporting event he's ever been to and that it was especially in that first half how tense the atmosphere was or in particular the first quarter that that you you, you almost felt like something was going to happen and uh, and few things did happen but uh, but uh, he uh, he was very you know complimentary of both teams as well and 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 where uh Colorado State has come from, they did not play well in their opener against washington uh came back played really well against Colorado, not good enough to win on the road, but uh back uh, on the road, coming to Murfreesboro for the first time this weekend and and I think that the the high profile of the colorado Colorado state game. Has uh, heightened the buzz level a little bit uh, about this week's game with the Blue Raiders.
1: I would imagine MCSU's 35-14 win over Murray State has heightened the buzz level as well.
10: Think so, uh, and and you know the uh, there were so is you know Coach Stock said so in the on Monday at his press conference and on his radio show that you know you never apologize for a win but there were so many things that they could have done better against Murray State that obviously it gave them some uh some coaching points for the week number 1 they will have to cut down on penalties middle had 12 penalties called and a 13th one was was uh, dismissed and uh so they've got to cut that down they got three turnovers but only cashed one of them in for points uh, which were the first three turnovers the defense had gotten this year. They'd been really close on uh, on, on on getting their hands on the football at Alabama and, and, and at Missouri, but forced three turnovers, a huge one in the second half uh, when Murray was driving to try to cut the game to seven, and the uh, ball got knocked loose. Marley Cook picked it up at about the 10-yard line, and ran it back out. I thought we had a chance at a thick six, but, uh, but instead he, he he got tackled at the 40 yard line, but that was a in middle went down and scored very quickly. So that was kind of a 14 point turnaround and a bit of a kill shot uh, against the racers who, uh, who were really impressive at a couple of positions in particular, their quarterback and their running back uh, both impressed everybody in the stadium. And, and uh, we'll give them a shot to do some damage in the Missouri Valley football conference, which is, uh, when you look up and down that roster of teams, it's, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a who's who in, in, uh, in one double A right now. Chip,
1: referencing Marley Cook's fumble recovery,
10: did you just say thick six? I did. Big fellow with a ball. I, I, you
0: know what?
2: We used to
10: call we used
0: to call them Fat Man Touchdowns, but that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> a, I, I thought I thought
1: that was a, <laughs> that's that's awful. That, you should be ashamed of
0: yourself. But uh, ashamed? He should be putting that on a T-shirt. <laughs> he should be marketing that. Huh? Put that I, on a T-shirt with, with Marley Cook's picture on Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
1: Or whoever else it is at the time. All right. Um. Talk to me a little bit about Sam Brumfeld, the Tennessee Sportswriters Association, the defensive player of the week this week.
10: Well, I'll tell you one thing. He deserved it. Uh, 13 tackles, 10 solos, a sack, what, two TFLs, forced a fumble. He was everywhere. And um, and then he – and, and as, as Coach talked about last night, that, you know, he – on top of that, he is just uh, – he was on our post game show and just kind of blew me away with the, because he's, you know, somewhat new to the roster, uh, out of Pearl, Mississippi, went to uh, Northwest Mississippi junior college in Boonville. And, um, and he is such a, a, a deep thinker and, and, and really good talker, uh, on the post game about details from the game and what they were doing and all that very impressed. And, uh, he and Parker Hughes are both guys, uh, that that uh just looking right here from last night, uh Parker Hughes, you know, Jonathan Butler had been starting when the on the weak side. Parker Hughes has moved into that when Butler got hurt, but Parker Hughes and Raquan Hartley on the weak side and uh and in the middle uh with Devin Curtis banged up. Sam Brumfield was one of seven guys to move up into a starter's role this week due to injuries. And, and made the most of it, uh, that linebacking core of, you know, you, you look, Drew Francis and Jalen Davis on the strong side, Devin Curtis, Sam Brumfield in the middle and Parker Hughes, Raquan Hartley on the weak side. That's become a real strength of this defense. And, um, and, and they'll need that, uh, on Saturday, especially, you know, because I think the, uh percentages of pass versus run with Colorado State they they throw it about 70 percent of the time so you're going to have to have those linebackers dropping back in coverage when you play nickel and and you play dime in particular uh, on on throwing down so they're going to have to be at their best there and uh, again that secondary is going to have to continue to grow up you've got a couple of young guys back there uh, to go along with Jacoby Thomas and and, and, and the other the older, old heads back there. So, uh, Middles defense has got its hands full for sure this week.
1: Just for the sake of accuracy, Grumfield is from northwest Mississippi and Senatobia.
10: Oh, okay. North That's East right. Is Northeast in is in Boonville. There we go. There, there we, we go.
1: Know no, your Mississippi jukes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Chip shifting gears, just a second. Um, a Lady
10: Raider alumnus picked up a
1: pretty big honor this
10: week. Boy, did she ever? And you know, Alicia Clark, uh, as I've told you guys before, um people asked me when she was here, so, so what's Alicia Clark like? And I just said, She's too good to be true. And <laughs> and uh and she is that uh what an incredible person and and to see her recognized for the role that she has played for the Las Vegas Aces the best team in the league uh is really gratifying and and uh, it couldn't come on a better week than when uh than when we uh induct six more people into the Blue Raider Hall of Fame because she was a first ballot Hall of Famer uh at middle herself and uh so so very proud of what she's done and continues to do
1: in case you didn't pick up on it Alicia Clark was named the WNBA sixth player of the year um, over the weekend I guess maybe Sunday um,
10: Sunday Monday right in there somewhere
1: yeah so congratulations to the former Mountain Juliet standout and of course Lady Raider Hall of
4: Famer
0: yep Hey, Chip, if folks want to uh, get started early on the blackout, they can do so. $15 packages available for... Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's
7: a bargain for me.
0: (laughs) A T-shirt and a ticket to the game against Jacksonville State. And, you know, the blackout during the game, and you're probably going to want to blackout after the game, certainly... Uh, following such a devastating loss that will be taking place on wednesday <laughs> October fourth but
10: you know oh a, you funny so. goers
0: go <laughs> you can find you can find blackout t shirts available and yeah you're,
2: you're those have
10: been really t-shirts. popular over the years they have. Uh, and uh and and I know people have the whole collection of blackout night shirts that go go all the way back new design this year obviously you trying to change that up, but an end zone reserve seat ticket uh, or a student guest ticket uh, with, uh, with the T-shirt. And again, you want to get those early because certain sizes tend to run run out a little bit. If you're in the Murfreesboro area, you can uh, go to the Blue Raider ticket office in, at the stadium, Gate 1A, Textbook Brokers, which right across from the Greenland Drive parking lot, Raider Tees, which is uh, right behind uh, Chili's and Chewy's. On uh, just off Northwest Broad, Alumni Hall, which is out at the Avenue, and at Phillips Bookstore for students only, which is of course on campus. So there are a lot of places you can pick those up and uh, and get your ticket and your blackout shirt. But uh, that is for October fourth. But uh, you know, again, the excitement ginning up for this Saturday. It's going to be fun. Should be fun because
0: again. Colorado State coming into town, fresh off of a game day experience, and the entire world watching them. And if you don't think the entire world's going to be watching again just to see what may or may not happen with their defensive secondary, uh,
10: yeah,
0: <laughs> there's certainly going to be some folks paying attention. So
10: well, and, be- yeah, and in, in, uh, apparently the folks in the desert think it's going to be. Uh, a, a, a good game, middle coming into into mm-hmm. the week as a, as a two point favorite in this one against Colorado State. Look,
0: I, I think this is uh, this is interesting because finally, you know, obviously you played two SEC teams, played one of them to the wire that just beat a top twenty five school. Feel pretty good about that, but then of course, you know, playing an FCS opponent. This is the first time you guys get to play a team that
10: is you know on on par. Right. Yes. And I, and I, and I, well, and I was talking to Brian Roth about that last night there, radio guy, and is I kinda I kinda get excited about these uh Conference USA versus Mountain West or Conference USA versus the Mac or Conference USA Sunbelt non Conference matchups because you have a lot of teams that are, are very much more alike than when you're playing up or playing down, so to speak, uh against an opponent. So it should make for, for great, you know, those kind of great football games, you know, middle or rather conference USA and, uh, and, and the, uh, and the big or mountain West is having their, their basketball uh, matchups. I'd love to see some sort of, uh, you know, agreement on, you know, some non-conference football games yeah. going, going forward. That would, I think that would help uh, everybody, uh, you know, have, have uh you know, have, you know, quality non-conference games in football. It's
0: pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I would love to see something like that happen. Uh, like you said, it, it would, it would make for much more entertaining non-conference matchups, even at the G5 level. Yep. And speaking of the group of five guys will be at middle this weekend. Group of so, five
1: guys will be at middle, including former, MTSU football color commentator, Jeff Murphy. So
10: that's, that's, that's quite a crew. They've, uh, they've made a couple of big stops and, uh, and uh, they're, they're, uh, you know, having them on campus again, that, that they're kind of making a name for themselves around the group of five campuses and getting a lot of support for that. And, and uh, their new live show on game days is, is uh, it's a nice addition.
1: And I think, you know, I, I think it's great that they have kind of carved out that niche for themselves, and I think there's a place for it.
10: No,
2: absolutely. You
1: know, with Particularly with all of the conference realignment and that kind of thing, I think the G5s have kind of um, become more noteworthy, more more buzzworthy, yeah. and so that's great for them.
10: Yeah, I think so, and you have uh... – I know like on on you go on twitter and you have like a group of five guys and then you have uh, uh f c s nation i i kind of follow them yeah. and they you know they cover a lot uh, all the one double a conferences which is always nice to see them you know i still have a a, a nice place in my heart for one double a football and sure. uh and, and what because uh, it was so so good to to middle over the years. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think Jeff and them do they do a really good job. And and uh, and Matthew Sprouse is is funny and and uh, the whole the whole group of them. And so I don't I don't know where they're going to be on campus, whether they're going to be in the stadium or out in Walnut Grove or where. But uh, I'll I'll have to go get a sandwich down at Jeff's restaurant and see where they're going to be this weekend. And uh, hopefully people turn out there and uh, have some fun with them. So that'll be fun. Well, in fact,
0: Chip, as always, it's always fun to talk to you, and we appreciate you taking time with us each week. We look forward to trying to figure out what we're going to do <laughs> next month. But until then, we, we seriously, we do need to get with you and figure out
1: how, how what also? your availability, if any, will be during.
0: We'll, we'll the, definitely the, need to, to, to figure that out. <laughs> like. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so like-
10: we'll talk. I'll have my people call your people. There we go. There we go. That's, do that.
0: Yes. That's how this works. We appreciate it, man. We look forward to it. See you guys. Thanks, Chip. Let's take a break when we come back. Uh, we've, we <laughs> random news from across the, the well. I've got one world of internets. So mm-hmm. let's take a break when we come back. We've got a bunch to discuss before we get to our top five Tuesday top five fictional detectives. So.
6: You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: back in. Mo, our title card isn't wrong, right? It does say September 19th. That is today's date. (laughs) Yes, yes it is. I mean we have
1: cleared Labor Day and so we can't wear white. But but yes, it is September. It's
0: September 19th. I'm just making Not Not January 19th. Not even November 19th. No. No, like I, I November nineteenth. I mean, maybe we can no, we can talk no. about this, but September nineteenth just. You're rushing <laughs> it, kind of like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Krim of ESPN, mm. women's college basketball writer. Yes.
1: At, well, I mean, it, it's like you said. He's a women's college basketball writer. That's what he do. So, I mean, he's, what else
0: is there to do other than?
1: For Bracketology,
0: him? not much, clearly.
1: So, so he, <laughs> let's talk, a little, <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit. He's gonna bracketologize on September 19
0: about what he's got. It, it, okay, so it, here's the one thing that you don't have to worry about. The number one overall suit. got LSU there because again, you return Angel Reese and you've got and you're the Kim National Mulkey, and you're the defending. Oh, National and you've LSU. got Haley Van Lith. Oh yeah, Haley Van Lith is, is coming. Von, yeah. Von Van. I don't know. somebody from Louisville. Yeah, Yeah. and so there's all of that. And so they're the number one overall seed. The first four out includes the Carly Weathers-led Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, wow. So not making the tournament after making a – I mean, it's got to be—it's—it—it's
1: got to be tough to be told on September nineteenth, twenty twenty-three, that you're not going to make the twenty twenty-four NCAA women's basketball tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, someone might think a little bit. I don't know. Uh, no, they made the—they—they—they they, they were out in the first round last year. Okay, Christy Curry. Going into her... see Curry, who
1: was here this past weekend to speak at um, the BCAT Clinic. Oh,
2: wow.
0: Yeah. So she's only made the tournament twice, but has done so in the last three... Twice in the last three years, going into her 11th season at the helm for the Crimson Tide. That's, that's interesting. But anyway... I- <laughs> Tennessee... Slated to be a three-seed hosting the Knoxville first and second rounds. But, and this is going to blow your minds, Caitlin Clark led Iowa the number two seed in that bracket. The NCAA runner-up is not one of the best four teams in the country. Right now, on September 19th, 2023, ahead who, of next year. Who are your number ones, LSU, and who else? Ohio State, UCLA, and UConn. Sure. Who else did you not hear in that list? Sure. South Carolina. South Carolina. Sure. I, I,
2: you know what purpose
0: this serves? People to be ticked off, for folks to talk about it. Yeah, and we I, are. I mean, this is this this is an interaction. This is just a couple of degrees above clickbait. This is an interaction thing. This is please, please retweet angrily at me so that I can get some because I'm not getting any clicks on anything because these days. Because it's
2: September 19th.
0: And because it's September 19th, and I for and I write women's basketball, and I'm apparently not paying attention to the WNBA because I assume that. ESPN has WNBA riders.
1: And, and Charlie Cram
0: ain't one of them. Yeah, apparently. Middle Tennessee State and AQ, the 12 seed, going to Louisville, taking on Texas, who apparently has gone down. Since... Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Okay, so Texas is the five. Mm-hmm. Louisville is the
0: four. Correct. Okay, who's the 13? Uh Southern Miss. The AQ from the Sun Belt or Fun Belt, your choice. I just, I mean, as I'm looking at this, it's just, it's so goofy, but you're right. I mean, it's just, it's just to make somebody So I don't know how you can tell me that Arizona has gone up or down or anyone else to this point. How do you, how do you make those changes now other than someone gets injured or, I just don't know. It's just funny. But anyway, I thought it was hilarious that it was even a thing. And so I wanted to mention it. <laughs>
2: and, I,
1: I'm, I'm just going to tell you, we have probably talked five minutes longer about it than it deserves. Uh, it's ridiculous. And we've talked four minutes about
0: it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So what does go deserve, click on it if you want or not? I don't care. Well, you did. Um, what
1: does deserve discussing is that um, there's more than football going on on Rocky Top right now because Danny White announced an extension of men's basketball coach Rick Barnes's contract through the 27 28 season.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, I don't know when his contract was set to expire prior to this extension but we are thrilled to be able to extend rick and continue to build on the tremendous men's basketball program he has developed here on rocky top white said he has infused a fantastic culture within our team and our players have represented tennessee in a first-class manner both on the court and in the classroom our fans have responded to help create an electric atmosphere on game days and I can't wait to watch the balls continue our quest for more championships during Rick's leadership. It's pretty, pretty convenient timing of this announcement, I think. It's awfully sweet. Coming off of the debacle in the
0: swamp.
2: Hey, look.
0: Deflect, baby. Just deflect, look over here if you can't <laughs> pay no attention to what's going on back here, yeah,
1: no uh, are Tennessee basketball fans and Tennessee football fans, I mean, how much of an intersection do you feel like there is? I mean, do you feel like this takes attention off of
0: Gainesville no, but but I certainly think i, I Okay, I'll put it to you this way. I I have not seen it on social media. I've not seen a tweet about it. I've not seen a like, a retweet, a nothing.
1: Well, it only went out a half hour ago. So, just for what that's worth.
0: But I'm just saying. hmm? That's fair. So, um, maybe, maybe not. I, I think, they're, I, I think obviously, basket, I think Tennessee fans are Tennessee fans, but only one sport at a time.
1: We'll get to basketball when, when it gets we bas- get to basketball.
0: They're not Charlie Kremen over here. <laughs> when, 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 yeah. when we'll get to basketball when it's basketball season. Yeah, call us after the bowl. Guys. When football's over, we'll worry about y'all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some <laughs> basketball-specific ball fans, but – I, I think it's one, mostly one at sport a at a time.
1: Dating to the start of the 2017-18 season, Tennessee leads all SEC programs in total wins with 144. Bet you didn't know that.
0: And yet.
2: <sighs> mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> Barnes is steadily approaching the 800 win mark, currently standing at 779 career coaching victories. So That's a lot. If they win 21 this year, he'll get there.
0: I think they'll win 21.
1: This will be his ninth year at UT. Seems like just yesterday.
0: It really does. It doesn't seem like it's been that long.
1: Okay, so here's a question. Texas is on their, at least their third, maybe their fourth? Well. shock Smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Beard, Rodney Terry. Now, was there somebody else between
0: Smart and Beard? I don't know. I I, I, I think Shaka is the one who took over. I think so. So I would say no. Shaka, Chris, and then – Which – And Rodney Terry, who they didn't want to hire. But. Chris, yeah. The Chris Beard situation is – there's kind of an asterisk in there. I mean, yes, they're on their third coach. Mm-hmm. Rodney Terry came from Chris Beard's staff. So, I mean, it's 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 different, but it's not. And it's not, but like, had, they, had it's he, it's not like they fired Chris Beard uh, because he sucked. No, they didn't fire Chris Beard because <laughs> so, he sucked, but they did fire Chris Beard. And yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think there's caveats to, to,
1: to that. But, but that also, they would not have hired Rodney Terry had he not been – Whatever and two. That he is.
0: Uh, he. Is Twenty-two and eight as a as a head coach
2: apparently.
0: Where did they Where did they lose? I don't. know. some I think so. No, did they made the. Made the
1: elite eight, didn't they? Did they? I don't remember. It's Texas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Elite Eight. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, good for Rick. I, I think, again, here's here's my point about Rick Barnes, and you can be all, the only kids a sweet 16 Rick. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And who else has gotten you to the sweet 16?
0: I mean, that's the thing is, in – there's a difference in football and basketball in football I expect to win national championships in basketball i just want to be competitive i I do i would i love for tennessee basketball to win national championships sure do i expect it never (laughs) and that's not that's not a knock on rick barnes it's a knock on the tennessee program as a whole it's just not a historically great program do i expect to win women's basketball championships yes i expect to compete for women's basketball championships is that an unrealistic expectation after 15 years of mediocrity? No, mm. or maybe, but I don't think it is.
1: I don't think the women's basketball game has moved away from the University of Tennessee to the point that it cannot play for and win national championships, plural. I mean, obviously, Pet Summit is gone.
0: There are 10 right. programs in, college, in women's college basketball that have the support level that Tennessee has. Mm-hmm. There are only nine others. And I think those 10 should be consistently competing for national championships on a year-in-a-year-out basis.
1: And two of those are in the SEC. And
0: Three of them. Kalishu, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Oh, well. Sorry, I know exactly what I, I, didn't, I didn't process, but yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> My process was yeah. opposite, but mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I, I think then you've got UConn, probably. <laughs> I think UCLA to a degree. I think North Carolina State probably has some ex has some a, a lot of women's college basketball support.
1: I think Duke, for a team that has not achieved at that level,
0: I think has the support to do so. And
6: outside of there that, there may not be
0: ten. There may not be ten. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Ohio State. I know they're new, but they've been really good for the last, you know near decade.
1: Well, they were good before that. I mean, they've they've kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit.
0: So maybe Ohio State, Mm -hmm. maybe not.
1: Texas was. I don't know if they still are.
0: I don't think so. They might be now that they're moving to the SEC and you've got to play LSU in South Carolina. They may be pulling some of that money over there, but Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Before we get out of this segment, because I mentioned it to you earlier, mm-hmm. Colorado nearly doubled the next highest mm. rated. viewership mm-hmm. of college football. And you said that, you know, it was, it was what, 10 o'clock on this side of the country mm-hmm. or in, in central time zone. Denver was the number one highest rated. Do you know what two was? The highest-rated market for the Colorado-Colorado State game. Say what? Now? What are you? Asking? The second highest television market watching Colorado and Colorado State. Behind you know? who? Behind Denver. Denver was number one. Two was probably Birmingham because it's always Birmingham, isn't That's it? Exactly right. Do you know what three was? Uh, that I don't know. If you had to guess, what would you guess? Nashville. Knoxville.
1: Knoxville? Knoxville was the third-rated market for Colorado, Colorado State,
0: because they needed something to watch after that debacle. (laughs) Getting that taste out of their mouth. They were like, look, here come our new coach. Hey, hey, let's
6: let's watch some good football.
0: Then New Orleans, and then Tulsa. So three of the top five in the Southeast. And I I told you. I told you, watch anything. They will literally watch anything. Colorado, Colorado State. Hey, let's do it. (laughs) That's funny. From from the Daves to till dawn. (laughs) Literally, yeah. (laughs) They don't care. So anyway, all right. Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, Top Five Tuesday, Top Five Fictional Detectives. Here we go. We're right back after this.
7: Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years.
4: I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. Ten years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills.
7: Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743.
6: You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today.
0: Welcome back in to Main Street to Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bon and Joint with the Lee Company studio, and it is Top Five Tuesday, Mo. And of course, Top Five is brought to you by our friends at Mid-South Five Fitness, Dallas Still, and the fine folks there at Still Athletes on Instagram, stillathletes.com, S-T-E-E-L athletes.com. Make sure to go see them. Today is Top Five Fictional Law Enforcement Officers. Ish. Law enforcement television show characters, <laughs> kind of, kind of. So it's it's kind of what well, we're calling it detectives because it's easy to get to. So <laughs> detectives it is. Let's get to our Google random number generator and we'll start with Mo. Mo, you are number two. I am number one. Mm. And Justin, that makes you number three. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. I will start with number one. 24 years ago today, this character. Hang on on, a minute. That's 1999. Okay. This character was introduced today. Today? 24 years ago. I got nothing. Me neither. Olivia... Benson.
1: Ah, okay. Now you're going strictly with Olivia Benson. You're not going Benson and Stabler as a team?
0: Olivia Benson. She's still there, Stabler.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. This is, of course, um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Yes. Which was on my list. But again, I had Benson and Stabler as a pair. One of three pairs that I have prospectively listed, none of whom I'll be taking at number one, because my number one detective is Virgil Tibbs.
0: Mm. Uh, mm. Let's go, little Walker, Texas Ranger. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was in, in midnight, uh, in midnight. heat of the night. There sorry. we go. There we go. Um,
9: I'm surprised this wasn't taken. Uh, gotta go, Sherlock Holmes. Yep,
0: the most portrayed detective in all of history. The most portrayed character in all of history. Oh wow. Okay. True story. Right. Number two. Number two. By the way, Sherlock Holmes was second on my list, mm-hmm. God, Justin. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hank Voigt. Oh, from Chicago from PD. Chicago P D.
1: Nice. Okay. Alright. Mm. I'm gonna go with Raylan Gibbons from Justified.
9: Nice. My number two, I'm gonna uh also a little throwback. Nancy Drew.
0: She was on my list. Sorry. <laughs> she was on my list. All right. Well, if he's still available, got to take him. Adrian Monk.
1: Good pick. He was on my list. Okay. My number three is John Shaft. You're
2: <laughs> damn
3: right. You
1: say that. <laughs> they say that Shaft is a bet.
9: Anyway. Yeah. My number three. Justin. My number three is going to be a childhood favorite, Inspector Gadget. Ooh. doo 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 I Yep.
0: Robot arm or whatever. Yeah. Go-go gadget arm. arm. Yep. My number four. She wrote them and she figured them out. Jessica Fletcher, Murder, She Wrote. Go. Nice. Classic. Dude, it is a classic, and I'll tell you, one of the things, I used to love watching Murder, She Wrote, would come on. Right after 60 Minutes. It would come on, the reruns would come on, on USA Network, ahead of Monday Night Raw. And then. I used to watch that so much. uh, um, God, I forget, Melrose Place would come on after. (laughs)
2: <laughs> classic again
6: <laughs> number four
1: number four the legendary character played by peter falk Columbo.
0: Nice. no it's a good one that's a good one at four that's that's great value there
9: mm-hmm. my number four again once again i, I got a lot with a lot of childhood heroes here uh we're going to go with the Mystery Inc's Best Detective Scooby-Doo. That is a great
2: pick. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That is a fantastic pick as a matter of fact,
2: well done.
0: Man, I've got 3 here on I've actually got 5 on my list and man, it's going to be really hard to pick. Oh. Do you guys Hmm. Y'all may not know who this is. I don't know. But I'm going to go with him anyway. Mm -hmm. Because I'm addicted to this show. Mm -hmm. Harry Bosch. I don't know who he is. It's a show called Bosch on uh, Amazon Prime. And it is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Okay.
1: All right. Um, Um, My number five. And y'all may not know who this is. mm -hmm. Because it predates you both. But... Played by Jim Garner, Jim Rockford, The Rockford
0: Files. Okay, you yeah. may have
1: seen it in re- repeats. I
0: have. Yeah. So you did not give a single duo in all of this list. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean,
0: I mean, it's interesting because I, I want to hear your duos after we hear Jay's yeah. number five. All right. Um. This one, when I when I
9: was doing research for this this popped up so let me tell or y'all tell me if it's acceptable or not cuz i don't know how much of a detective he actually was or inspector or anything but batman we're going to take that cuz i have a I have a backup if we don't
0: bruce wayne i i think we can go with batman i mean he he was vigilante. sort of a i mean he he was a vigilante yeah justice type guy but yeah i i could give you that yeah, i don't I, have a problem with that absolutely yeah. All right, so give me give me some of these. Starskin Hutch on there. Starskin Hutch is not on here, but Crockett and Tubbs is. Okay. Okay. And so is um Mulder and Scully from the X so, so that was actually that was that was Sarah's number one. She was like, give me Mulder, and I was like, okay. I, I mean, because at first I was like, eh, is it is that really it? But then I was like, no, this is definitely going to go wider because the you you can't really like I said, Gil Grissom mm-hmm. is. Not a detective, but
1: also on my list, not a duo. Clarice Starling. Mm. Oh Clarice. Okay.
0: Silence
9: of the Lambs.
0: Um I had Inspector Clouseau. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right as well. Veronica Mars, the the first character played by uh what's her name? Uh Married to Crap. What's her name? What is her name? Uh She's from the good place, Kristen Bell. Yes, married to Dax Shepherd. Shepard. Uh, and and jo- and Justin's uh, Justin's lookalike. Justin, you should you you should, uh, you should definitely find a way to be Sean Spencer. Yeah. Psych for Halloween sometime. <laughs> Just carry a mind. pineapple around. People will, <laughs> will figure it out. Just don't carry it upside down. I had uh No, my own.
9: <laughs> no don't <laughs> don't don't carry it upside down. Yeah, right, exactly. I gotta do a uh I had Luther on my honorable mention. Luther! Oh that's such a good show. It was it you, is, know what made,
0: you know what made me angry about Luther though? Is that the seasons were like four episodes.
9: Right, I know. So actiony though.
2: It's so
0: such a good show. <laughs> that guy's yeah. fantastic. Anyway, who else? anybody?
1: Um I also had and this this one will be a little obscure for you, too. But Easy Rollins, have you seen the movie Devil in a
9: Blue Dress? No. Is that got Denzel, Denzel in it, right? Huh? You got Denzel in it,
2: right?
1: It's got, well, it's yes, Denzel is Easy Rollins. Also, um, oh, nice. Don Cheadle is in it. Love go, Don Cheadle. Go watch that movie when Name. you get a chance. Love Don Cheadle. Yeah. So, But this is part of a series of books that Ezekiel Rollins is
0: oh.
1: a detective in. Post-World War II
0: L.A. Aha. Yeah.
1: That sounds good. It is. It is. I've read them all.
0: There it is. Top five Tuesday. Top five fictional detectives. That was a good one. We had plenty of, plenty of, of mm-hmm. honorable mentions to go around. Mm-hmm. Always good. We'll come back tomorrow with Heather Williams and much, much more talking NASCAR. And There's plenty of NASCAR to talk about drama everywhere. Oh. So come back with us on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint to the Lee Company Studio.